0: Episode 67, Check Your M.O. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Empowered. Educators, this is Gretchen from Always a Lesson, and whether you're teaching a lesson or you're learning one yourself, this podcast is for you. I'm here to empower you. I want you to reach your potential, and that's why I refer to you as elite, because that really describes someone who takes time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast, you know, just like this one, to help hone their craft. Thank you for everyone tuning in each week. I've received some excellent reviews and love to give shout-outs for those of you who take time to go to iTunes and subscribe or leave a rating with reviews. So today's shout-out goes to Bald Eagle 90 who left a review called Quick Hit of Awesome. And I like that. That's a catchy title. So they say each podcast episode provides a short burst of empowering advice to help you through the school year. Gretchen brings some great experience and passion to each show. Well, thank you so much, Bald Eagle, for stopping by and letting me know that you find what I'm doing is empowering. And it's sound advice and really bringing my passion to the table to help inspire others. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and thank you for encouraging me along the way. Today, I want to help you reignite your passion and your potential. And we're going to talk about checking your MO so your impact can deliver a bang instead of a bust. And this podcast episode is especially for those teacher leaders out there. So hang on, this is going to be one empowering ride. Well, I also love to share with you each episode the rationale for the episode title, or at least the topic I want to discuss. And I have a confession. I love reality TV shows. And the worse the scenario, the more I like it. I don't know if it's just mindless TV or an escape from my own reality, but I love it. And so I happen to watch one show. It's called Behind Bars: Rookie Year. <laughs> I know. I don't know why I am. I'm so into jail shows because I think it's fascinating. I'm a rule follower. I don't like getting in trouble. I have the worst guilty conscience. And so it's almost like this whole nother world, like all these people that are just fine with being rude and disrespectful and breaking the law. You know, I just find that fascinating. And then those that work with them and How certain jails are really providing great educational support and ensuring that once these fellows are released, that they're able to have a productive life and make something more of themselves, especially uh, if they're really young and juvenile. So this particular show is focused on the correctional officers who are rookies. So they've just completed training and they're going in to learn the ropes, kind of like student teaching. And I love it it's on A&E if you ever want to catch an episode. It's uh, in a penitentiary in New Mexico. I know that sounds awful. But what I love about it is watching the rookies learn and watching those that mentor them help them through the mistakes that they're making or the struggles and sharing the reasons for why they do certain things and why there's procedures and you know just how to stand and it just brings me back to helping student teachers who have no clue you know it's not just knowing content but you have to know how to present it and that means your back cannot be to the students and you have to have that lesson plan ready and you have to although you have a job do, you really have to connect with people and be present and I just find so many connections between what these rookies are going through to student teaching and and teacher leaders who take those on. And these poor rookies, they come in, their guns are blazing, they're trying to prove themselves, being all hard, you know, just trying to earn the respect of the inmates, but they're actually getting the opposite result. They're getting a lot of hostility and anger and, and taunting, and I guess that... I can see how the rookie would be shocked that that's the reaction, but to be honest, if we as educators go in and act like we know it all, whether we're working with adults or working with students, it just puts up such a wall to connect with others, and everything we do in our job is about connections, and we can't do it alone. We have to utilize teamwork. I mean, students aren't going to learn without you, and and you're not going to be able to demonstrate your proficiency without students, so... If you're going to treat someone as poorly as some of these rookies are trying to, you know, just puff up their chest and show their colors like peacocks, it's it's really not going to work. And I think the patience of the inmates is limited because of their scenario, so they probably are a little bit more aggressive than the norm, but the patience of those mentoring these rookies is so gracious and allows them to make their own choices and then debriefs with them about what they could have done differently versus intervening, and I think that's what's great about learning. You know, students need to make mistakes instead of saying, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. You know, allow them to do it wrong, and you're thinking, oh god, now we just wasted 10 minutes, but you really didn't because next time they're not going to take that wrong path and now you've saved 10 minutes and it's all worth it in the end. And same thing when you're leading a group of people, especially someone who hasn't done something before, is allow them to use their own experience to make decisions and trial and error and then help them think through and process afterwards, unless, of course, safety is a concern, then intervene. You know, and uh, everyone just looks at these rookies as being green, and sometimes I look at other teachers, and I'm like, oh gosh, you're so wet behind the ears, and so full of joy, and full of life, and full of ideas. And sometimes that works against you, (laughs) you know, like this one rookie on the show. She's just this teeny tiny little Hispanic girl. She's precious as ever and beautiful. And oh my God, the inmates have the time of the life with her. I mean, besides just commenting on her beauty, they know immediately she lacks that confidence. She doesn't know what she's doing and they eat it up. And don't your students do that too? It's like you walk in and they immediately know it's your first day or you're shaky or you're underplanned or you're not really confident in the content or whatever. And they just maximize that opportunity. And so I was thinking all about the leaders helping these rookies thinking, okay, we have a lot we can do to really have an impact. But sometimes our own motivation, which is I'm calling MO, is in the wrong place and can have the opposite results. You know, those rookies that came in and their MO is all to be hard and bad and and show as strong they are because they just finished boot camp. It's like the inmates don't care. <laughs> you know. They've already broken all the rules. So what's it to them that you come in? They don't care if they cuss at you or they hit you. I mean, they're in there for a lot of those people for life. So, you know, what's it to them? So their MO should have been, I am here to learn, I'm here to show confidence, I'm here to learn the ropes, and you do have to build relationships. Even though that environment is not supposed to be friendly, you do have to respect people as people, and they all come with different life experiences and perspectives and sometimes they just want to be heard and that is behind a lot of the anger. And I think that's true when you work with adults or students is a lot of people bring things to the table that never even get to be utilized because we are so in our own world. It's our MO to take the lead. It's going to be all about us and we know what's best. And we never open it up for discussion and say, what have you seen in the past? Maybe this person you know, started teaching last year, but they have been in corporate America for 20 years prior. I mean, you just don't know, or someone may be new and they just graduated college, but maybe that college has, you know, the latest and greatest in technology innovation or in teaching best practices, and they've learned some cool tricks that could really be an asset, but we have to really tap into that. And so whether you're you're new to a leadership role or an experienced leader you really need to think about your MO it's really not to intimidate to get results it has to be to empower you know s- there's going to be stress coming down the pipelines and there's going to be desperate desperate times where you're just pulling your hair out and and you want to take desperate measures you want to tighten the ship make everyone follow the same rules and protocol because you just got to get a handle on things, but that stifles people's creativity and productivity. And you have to be very careful when you do that. So this episode is all about helping you check your MO, making sure you're always coming from the right place. And so, there's two things I want you to think about. The best way to really motivate the people that you're leading are to understand their perspective. And that only happens when you truly listen and allow them to bring what they bring to the table. And then you also appreciate their talent. You can't do everything. And actually, as a leader, a lot of the times you're not supposed to do anything but oversee everyone else doing it. And I know people sometimes hate that. But to be honest, leaders are great because they're able to find the spark. And each and every one of you, align it to a certain mission and make sure everyone's moving and grooving in the same way to go towards this goal. And if they're busy tackling their own tasks, they lose vision of the whole operation. And so sometimes it's important that their only job is to really focus on everyone else and how they can better support them doing a better job and is everyone matched up in the correct way. So understand perspectives and appreciate talent. So no matter what stress you are under and no matter what uphill battle you're facing, you've got to keep the main thing the main thing. And in the classroom, we say it's all about kids and all our decisions are based on what's best for kids. Well, in leadership, it's that plus teacher. So what is best for kids and what is in the best interest of teachers. And when you really start focusing on kids as numbers on an achievement test and teachers as numbers on a proficiency evaluation, your MO starts to change. Even if you don't mean for it to, even though you think your perspective and your heart is in the right place, your motivation is drastically skewed. And what you focus on and how you lead is going to determine your productivity and your growth towards that goal. You don't want to lose that perspective. It's really hard to change your behavior, especially when you're in the midst of a whirlwind, especially a day in the life of a school. I mean, so many fires you have to put out, but you have got to keep your focus in the right place. You can't have an impact if you have tunnel vision and a microscope on the things that don't really contribute to the big picture. Yes, you've got to deal with them in the moment, but they're really not driving Your ship forward. And that's where you really need to stay focused throughout your job. Otherwise, you might as well lead your team blindly. Know your goal and then know your people. And you can't do it for them. So you better figure out how to take the talent they have and the perspective of those that you're leading and then you bridge the gap to meet the goal. So you know the goal and you've got your people and it's like, okay, how do I make these two things work together? I am the person that's going to help these two things come together, help this person rise up to meet this goal. How can I utilize what they already come with? How can I use my own knowledge to then add to what they already have so that they can get to that goal. And yes, that seems daunting, but honestly, it just takes practice like anything else. If you truly want to lead people instead of just delegating tasks that have like where the people doing them have zero interest, I mean, that's just bossing people around. That's not leadership. It does help get your to-do list down and, and get you ahead in the short term, but really the long term, you lose people. And you can't do what you do without the people you lead. You can't have them leaving the job because your leadership chased them out. And this is happening in schools everywhere. It's just part of our epidemic besides the whole teacher pay thing. So here's some practical steps that I think are really going to help you ensure your mo's in the right place and that every day you're choosing tasks that are really moving the ship forward and not getting lost and all the fires along the way. So I want you to write whatever your large goal is from your school, your district, and post it everywhere, you know, on your computer, on your way out the door, by the light switch, by the trash can, uh, by your mailbox, maybe it's at home. I mean, wherever you go throughout the school, that's where it needs to be. That way before you go into a meeting or before you talk with a parent or a child or a teacher and before you start knocking out your daily duties, you have this in your head. It's just constantly in your face. So that goal is in your mind. Okay, is what I'm doing helping reach this goal? Is what I'm doing helping reach this goal? And that's going to help ensure your tasks are the right tasks and your mind frame is the right mind frame. But what I would suggest after you do that is put the names of your staff members that you're leading on at note cards and take a moment to go through each note card and jot down their strengths, but also think about, okay, what capacity do they have for a specific skill? And this is important because you might appoint someone to help you achieve this goal and they may not yet be proficient in this task you're asking of them, but you know that they're capable They don't have that yet, but there's room to build that capacity. And so think about the current skills they have and then they're also their skill capacity. So you've got your goals around the room. You've got the names on the index cards with some skills. Now think about that goal and how you can break it up into milestones or or many goals that you can meet along the way. You don't want to get to the end of the year and say, okay, did I meet this benchmark? And it's like... Ah, I was so far away from it. You need to like think quarterly or even monthly goals that are still aligned. And I would take those people's index cards and lay them next to whether you use post-its or index cards of the mini goals. So you're basically matching this person is going to be great at helping me meet this benchmark. So you're kind of sorting. So you've got your cards of people and cards of goals. If you happen to have staff that's left over and you can't decide where to put them or they're not quite ready, you can't really find a good match, I would pair them with another staff member who you know is really strong in one of the areas and it'll be like they're a mentor of you're going to be with this person, you're going to learn from them so that next year I can have you maybe lead up this mini goal for next time. And then the most important part, once you've matched everybody up, I would meet with the staff. You can do it as a group meeting, or you can do it by grade level, or you can do it by who you grouped for what mini goal or individually, whatever is going to help your relationship the most. But this is where you need to spend the most time. And I know that sounds crazy because really the most important thing is the goal and aligning people, but the relationship is what's going to make this all work. So you have to make time to meet with everybody and explain the big goal, explain the little goal and how you've appointed them. That means they've been chosen. That means they're worthwhile and you respect them and that does a lot for their confidence and their motivation to want to help and be part of the solution so that the school is now going to achieve. So really spend more time discussing how they're a great fit and an asset rather than this is what you need to do, this is the goal you're in charge of, this is who you're working with, this I'm going to meet with you next week. You know the logistics are important too but just start building them up and getting them on board. Because building those relationships will bring success, not just delegating the tasks. You need to spend more time listening and understanding and being a team. You know, if they're the ones in the trenches, they probably have a lot of ideas that are going to push you out of your comfort zone. But it may just be what the doctor ordered. So now that your goal's in front of you at all times, your staff understands the why behind the what and they're empowered to be part of the solution, your MO is better kept in check. You are never more important than the mission you're trying to accomplish. So check that ego. Check your MO. Don't let life rush you or pressure you or alter this vision because our job is way too important for all that mess. Stay focused and true and success will surely follow. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on checking your MO so your impact can deliver a bang instead of a bust. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is sponsored by the Educators Podcast Network a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details.